We thank you for life and life more abundantly. We thank you that you're always available. We thank you that you never sleep and you never slumber. We thank you that you're the only phone line that is never busy. We give your praise, glory, and honor this evening, O oh God, that as I decrease, that you would increase in me. I pray, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would anoint the ears and open the hearts of all those that are hearing this message, and even those that will hear it at a later date. Have your way this evening, O oh God. We thank you this evening, O oh God, for the anointing that you place on the musician and also on the music people, O oh God, the worship people. We give you the praise and the glory that you always show up for us. And we will continue to praise you and thank you as long as there is breath in our body. Bless this word, O oh God. Breathe upon this word. In the name of Jesus, we say thank you, God, and amen. And if you're ready for the word, will you give the Lord a hand clap? I'm going to be reading today from the New King James Version. And my scripture is coming from the book of Lamentation, chapter 3, and verse 20 through 23. And thus says the Lord, chapter 3, and verse 20 through 23. This is what the Lord says. My soul still remembers and sinks within me. Then this I recall to my mind. Therefore I have hope. Through the Lord, mercies we are not consumed. Because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He gives us new mercies every morning. He does not give us leftover mercy. Amen. And we need to remember that. Every time we come to the Lord, we must remember that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask if we come with the right motive and with the right heart. The Bible says He gives us new mercy every day. Not every other day. He doesn't give you new mercy because you was bad yesterday. Because you didn't praise him yesterday. He still gives you new mercy. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. We serve a God that do not deal with us according to the way we act. We serve a God that look beyond our faults and he sees that we need mercy. Without his mercy we are done. Bible says in the book of uh, Psalm 23, talking about justice and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. When I think about the goodness of the Lord, I think about how wonderful He is. When I can't speak for anybody else, but when I think about my God and where He brought me from and how much mercy He had given me, I can't help to say thank you. Thank you. Amen. It's nearly Thanksgiving in the United States. For some of us, the holidays are our favorite time of the year. But for those who are experiencing financial problems or are grieving the loss of a loved one, amen, uh, um, they, they may be exhausted by family situations and all this COVID and this, this this forced vaccination and you know I, I don't know because they're trying to tell
everybody, you don't take a shot, you lose your job. So it's kind of hard to say, thank you, God, but guess what? You still got to thank God because some people went to sleep last night and guess what? They didn't wake up this morning. But the problem is that not only did they not wake up this morning, guess what? They're not in heaven. They're not in heaven. You know why? Because they didn't know Jesus. They didn't accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So we have a lot to be thankful for. We must thank God. It is a mandatory situation that we thank God. When I think about the believers that are having such a hard time with remembering to thank God, they only thank God on Thanksgiving one day a year, even though we are supposed to be having a relationship with Jesus Christ. They say they're believers, but it makes you stop and wonder if they really believe in God or if they're really saved. Amen. So we often think about giving thanks. Thanks is something to, that we respond to our circumstances. But look, it doesn't matter what your circumstances is. It doesn't matter what you are going through. There is always someone that's going through worse than you. You can always find someone that have it worse than you. That you have a roof over your head, you gotta say thank God. You woke up this morning in your right mind, you gotta say thank you God. You didn't have no ailment today, you gotta say thank you God. You have food in your refrigerator, you say thank you God. You have a car to drive, and even if you don't have a car, you have two legs to walk. I read a thing where, when I was in New York, this man was looking in Macy's, and the man, was crying because he was looking at a pair of shoes in Macy's window. And so this other man says, man, why are you crying? He said, because I don't have any money to buy those shoes. And the man said, you are crying because you don't have money to buy these shoes? My child don't even have no feet. So you're worried about a pair of shoes that you can't afford, but I don't even have a child that have a feet to put on some shoes. But I still thank God. I still thank God. Because my child is alive. She's breathing. She may not have no feet to walk with. But guess what? I still can talk to her and have a real good relationship. So we have to stop and think. We cannot be, oh poor me, oh poor me. No. We got to learn how to thank God in everything according to uh, our first Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 it says, and I'm going to read that. It's a, it's a scripture that most people are very familiar with, but I just want to read it, just in case we forgot. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 it says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. In everything give thanks. What am I saying to you? When you stop and think, you may say, oh why should I give thanks? Because they just gave me a pink slip. Well, that's because God has a better door open for you over here. He has a better door open for you. We've got to learn how to give thanks to God in everything. And then it says, this is the will of God. He expects you to thank him no matter what you are going through. 
Paul says while he was sitting up in prison, he says in Philippians 4 and 4, he says rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Here's a man sitting up in prison waiting to be charged. But yet, he was able to tell the Philippians to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, I say again, rejoice. How does Paul expect some of the people to say thanks and to rejoice? Well, what he was trying to say to you is this. You do not look at your circumstances. You look at the one that can fix your circumstance. You don't look at the problem. You look at the one that can fix the problem, that can change your situation in a second like what he did. He did not show up for Lazarus because of what they came and told him, your friend Lazarus is sick and he said, I'm going to wait because I got to let them see the glory of God. And the Bible says he waited two more days. Lazarus was dead for four days. They couldn't say that Lazarus wasn't dead. Amen. But when he got there, he says, Lazarus, come forth. But before he said that, he said, thank you, Father. Every time Jesus was getting ready to do a miracle, he thanked the Lord. He thanked his Father. And we need to make sure that when we begin to walk this walk and think about the things that we read in our Bible, we've got to mimic the Lord. We got to mimic Paul. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. We must learn how to give thanks to God no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances look like. I know you may be laying in the hospital right now. You might be watching me and you may be laying in the hospital. Well, my Bible said that sometimes God has to make you to lie down because you don't have enough sense to get some rest. He made me to lie on the green pastures. Sometimes God allows us to go through situations and circumstances so he can get our attention. I remember when my friend, my little pastor friend that I, in Belize where we had the church, she was going to Canada to do a revival. And I kept telling Beverly, I said, Bev, I said, take your time and relax. And she would not sit down. God put her in bed so he could anoint her. God laid her down for a whole week before she went to Canada. And so I said to her, I said to her husband, the deacon, I said, look, do me a favor. I said, when she gets to Canada and when she gets in the building, do not allow anybody to put their hands on her. And I want you to understand, God anointed the woman so until when she was walking through
I know that it's difficult to do in our natural, but when you are walking in the Holy Ghost or when you are hooked up with the Holy Ghost and you don't understand, like I always say, when you don't know what to pray, pray in the Holy Ghost because he knows what you need to say and what you need to do. And we got to get to that place where we begin to be thankful Amen. in everything because this is the will of God. In other words, God has given us a commandment here, according to Paul. He said, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and I. So when you stop and you begin to examine that, he said, wait a minute. So in other words, if we are in Christ Jesus, if we are that new person, if our heart has been regenerated, then we begin to learn how to give thanks if we're going to accept what the Word of God is telling us. Amen. And so, I say, you see, if we don't give thanks, the rocks are going to cry out. If we don't give thanks, the dogs are going to bark, the trees are going to wave their branches. Jesus says, if you don't praise me, the rocks don't praise me. And he can make the rocks praise you. Praise him. So that's why we have to make sure that we give thanks to God in every area of our life. But when, it, when you stop and think about, I mean, this is, this is serious. When you read Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 23, because God is so merciful, because he's so faithful, he don't wait until you go and repent for your sins. He gives you no mercy even before you repent. You must got, got to hear what I'm saying. He gives you time to repent, but he don't hold on to the mercy until you repent. He gives up new mercy every day. Every day he gives you new mercy. What is God faithful to do? God's faithfulness applies to every promise he has ever made. God demonstrated faithfulness all through the scripture. Every prophecy made and so far fulfilled to the letter demonstrates his absolute faithfulness. I can't speak for any other God because I have never served any other God. Before I got saved, I was serving Satan. And I'm telling you right now, he's going to whip you upside your head if you don't do what he said. See, people don't even understand. But we serve a great God. We serve a faithful God. We serve a magnificent God. We serve an awesome God. We serve a righteous God. We serve a holy God. We serve a God that loves us more than our mother and our father. We serve a God that looked beyond our needs and he, see, he looked beyond our faults and he sees that, our, that we have a need. He realized that we are just dust. So, he gives you mercy. He don't give you leftover mercy. And sometimes we, we read the scripture, but we don't grab a hold of what he's saying. He says, I give new mercy every day. And that's why the scripture said, great is his faithfulness. I call it, he gives you fresh mercy. Fresh bread. Amen. God is absolutely faithful. Everything about him is perfect. Like I said, 
My neighbor cursed me up yesterday real good. But I did what the Bible said. I responded, may God bless you. He cursed me again. I said, may God bless you. And I think every time I lost him. The Bible said, pray for those who spitefully use you. And see, we don't understand. See, the old me would not have done that. But I have to do what the word says. And we got to practice this word daily. James 1 and 22 said we don't just read the word. We got to do the word. Amen. Amen. And so, when, and why, why did he? Because I complain about his eight dogs that bark morning, noon, and night. And they stink because I can't even open my back door. I mean, and because I'm complaining, he cursed me out. But that's okay. I ain't worried about that. I hand, I, I hand it over to the Lord. I said, Lord, you fix that problem. But I'm still thanking God because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think according to the power that he placed in me. I'm going to give you some scriptures to let you see where God is and how he's working with you. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 and 10. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 and 10. Look what the Bible says. Deuteronomy chapter 7 Verse 9 and 10. It says. It says. Therefore. Know that the Lord. Your God. He is God. The faithful God. Who keeps covenant and mercy. For a thousand generations. For those who love him. And keep his commandments. So. When you keep the commandment of God. He is going to continue to keep his covenant with you. And he's going to continue to give you mercy. And many of us, we, we're saved. And thank God for the grace of God. Jesus made us righteous. And so because when he looks down, he doesn't see your filth. He doesn't see your restlessness. He doesn't see your unfaithfulness. He looks at you through the blood of Jesus. In, your, in his eyesight, you are perfect. In his eyesight, even though some of you may be sinning. But he looks at you through the blood of Jesus. And so he might say, I'm going to get him. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. I already paid the price for that sin. I already paid the price for that sin. And so God is saying to you, but now, now that I have given you my best gift, and now that some of you have forgotten that I saved you, if I did not intercept, you were going to end up in hell. I open your eyes and your ears and your heart to say yes to Jesus. But yet and still, you forget to thank me. Do you know that there are people out there that are not, they don't thank God for their salvation. I don't know about anyone else, but I thank God for my salvation every day. I thank God that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life every day. Because it's not how you start the race. It's how you finish. And that's why we got to thank him and ask him to keep us. Amen. Then I look at Isaiah 25 and verse 1. Look what the Bible says in Isaiah 25 and verse 1. It says, It says, O Lord, you are my God. 
I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsel of old are faithfulness and truth. He is faithful. And he tells us this throughout the scripture. We just got to read it and remember. Psalm 35, 36 and 5 says. So today, I just pray that when we sit down to eat our Thanksgiving dinner, because you have people out there, they don't think about God. They don't think 35 and 1 said, plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me, fight against those who fight against me. We gotta be thankful because he is our Jehovah Nisi. He is gonna fight your battles for you if you allow him. Then 1 John 1 and 9, like I just said earlier, God doesn't wait until you confess before you can come and pray. That is what is so great about this God that we have. He does not wait. He said in 1 John 1 and 9, if you confess your faults, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But he doesn't wait until you go and confess. You know, in the Catholic Church, you got to go to confession every week, every day sometimes. But we, praise be to God, Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. I say thank you for Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, because because of your righteousness, I can come before the throne of grace. And he said, come boldly. Boldly. I don't have to be afraid. And so I look at this and it says, it says, as I thought of being thankful in terms of hospitality, I recorded some everyday things that contribute to my developing a heart of thankfulness. The new heart that I received when I became a Christian, according to Ezekiel chapter 11 and 19. Ezekiel chapter 11 and 19 remind me, it remind me that I have a new heart. It says, 11 and 19, it says, that I will give them a new one, give them one heart, and I will put my new, a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart out of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh. And why am I, I brought this scripture up, the Holy Spirit gave me this. And when I began to do a little research on this, the reason why gave us, God gave us a new heart is because our righteousness was like filthy rags. He gave us a new heart, but then we now must be thankful for that new heart. We must be thankful, people of God. There are those of us who forget. They forget that they're a new creature in Christ Jesus. They forget, according to 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, that we now have a regenerated heart. They forget that they have to say thanks. God says be thankful in everything. Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So if you are in Christ Jesus, you must give God thanks. Here's something to do with our food. Many people will sit down on Thursday, next, this is coming Thursday, and they will begin to eat 
But I want you to go with me, if you have your Bibles, to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 19. This is how good God is. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and 19, and then we're going to look at chapter 6 and also verse 2. Look at what chapter 5 and 19 says. For as, as for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. If God does not give you, listen to this, if he does not give you power to eat the food, you can't eat it. That's why we got to say that. I knew a man at one time, I read this story, I didn't know the person personally. He was rich, 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 rich. And uh, all he could eat was milk and crackers. He was a multi-millionaire. And all he could keep on his stomach was milk and he had a butler and a baker and a housekeeper and a this and a that and all the servants was eating all the good stuff. And one day, I don't know what happened to him, but he decided he was gonna start giving away some money and he was gonna start giving into the churches. And all of a sudden, when he began to distribute his wealth, he got well and he was now able to eat and enjoy his finances, his food. If God does not give us the power to eat, we can't even eat. Chapter 6 and verse 2 says, A man to whom God has given saving riches and wealth and honor so that he lacks nothing for himself of all the desires, yet God does not give him power to eat. But a foreigner consumes it. We got to, this, this is in your Bible. And we got to know that if God does not give you the power. You can sit down and, and that's why I, I, because God is so good and God is so faithful and God is so kind and he's so long-suffering, he allows people to get away with stuff. They don't thank him. They're going to sit down on Thursday with all the fancy food and some of them are not going to give thanks. But we got to learn how to develop a thankful heart. So I, I say this always, if I ever, when I preach this message before and I use this scripture, I don't care where you are. If you are in a house that they are not looking to pray, you say, may I pray. Would you give me the honor to bless the food? We got to walk in boldness. Don't sit there and just begin to eat because nobody else wants to pray. No, we are his children. We are his choice professional. We are the apple of his eye. He's got your name written in the palm of his hands and that's why we must learn how to give thanks to God. As I close, as I close this message, I want you to remember, remember, if you, like I said, if you don't give thanks to God, the rocks is going quiet. But if you can just remember, because look, some people have a very short memory. Very, very short memory. You just got to blessing them and doing all of this for them. And they forgot all about it very quickly. Anybody know what I'm talking about? People have a very short memory. 
so if they can do it to you, they're going to do it to God. They never say thank you, God. They never give him thanks for nothing. They don't, look, when you wake up in the morning and you jump out of your bed, and your organs begin to walk, and you can think, my God, that is, you gotta say thank you. Because a lot of people wake up and they don't even know who they are. They wake up and somebody got to change their clothes. Somebody got to brush their teeth. So I just wanna encourage you. We gotta learn how to develop a thankful heart. And when we begin to thank God, we will see a difference in our lives. So today, I pray that this message has blessed you and I pray those that are looking, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to give him your life. If you don't know him as savior, you need to give him your life. Because we're living in some desperate times right now. So you're welcome to call me and I will be happy to pray with you. God bless you until we meet again. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise.